Hate Musicals is produced by Polyphonic Theater Ensemble. Our hosts are Megan Tripaldi, Kyle Ahrens, and Chantal King. Our production manager is Holly Pryor. This podcast was recorded on Wabanaki land. Welcome to yet another episode of I Hate Musicals, the podcast. I'm Megan, the hater. I am Kyle, the historian. I'm Chantal, and I'm not getting married today because I'm an actual embryo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Also, it's so hard to get a license. Um, So we are going to be doing company today. And before we get going with um, Kyle and his historiness, um, this is the first time in the history of the podcast that only two out of three of us knew stuff about this musical beforehand. I'm coming in uh, completely blind, except that, you know, like before doing the actual research. Um, so this is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And with that, we are going to be talking about Stephen Sondheim's Kyle, All right. So, Company, uh, original Broadway cast, opened um, on April 26th of 1970 at the Alvin Theater. Um, It ran for quite some time and did go on tour immediately after that in 1971. It had a prominent West End opening in 1972. There was a Broadway and West End revival in 1995. Um, The West End did it at the Donmar Theater. Uh, 2006 had a very prolific uh, revival starring Raul Esparza. Uh, it was directed as a actor-musician cast, the Doyle production. Um, in 2018, it was revived again in the West End, uh, changing the leading character from Robert to Bobby, a male to female. Uh, and in 2020, it actually opened before the lockdown with Katrina Lank rep- uh, playing the role of Bobby. Um, So another female-led production. So um, there's not a lot of synopsis here. There is, and I'll get into that. But uh, what company was, um, it was revolutionary at the time in the 1970s. It was nominated for a record setting at the time, 14 Tony Awards, and it won six of them, including Best Musical. Uh, Company was, uh, if not the first, the first successful concept musical. Um, So for those of you that do not know, a concept musical is a show that is based on an idea or tells the story through an idea, not a chronological order, Um, which is what's going to get me to the synopsis. So the show opens on Robert or Bobby's 35th birthday. Um, His 10 best friends are all there, and they are five married or engaged couples. Um, There's Joanne and Larry, Peter and Susan, Harry and Sarah, David and Jenny, and Paul and Amy. Um, They're all wishing him happy birthday. He goes to blow out the candles on his cake, and none of them go out. They all have commentary. As the show progresses, you kind of see him interact with each couple. First, he visits Harry and Sarah. Harry is an alcoholic who's on the wagon, and Sarah is a food-obsessed person who is supposedly dieting. they're very terrible at both of it, and they both kind of provoke the other. It escalates into some violence, not like, I'm going to stab you or something, but just it's, it's meant to be playful. You question it a little bit. Um, Joanne, one of the other wives, pops up and sings a song. Um, 
and then he then Bobby talks to Harry at the end and they kind of explain how relationships work with them um, an idea of being sorry grateful for being married next Bobby goes to visit uh, Peter and Susan Peter is an Ivy League graduate and Susan is a Southern Belle. They seem like the picture-perfect couple, um, except they decide to tell him that they are getting a divorce, and they are thrilled about it. Then we go to David and Jenny. Jenny is very uptight, and David is very laid back. Uh, Robert brings a bunch of weed, and they smoke it, um, and Jenny acts a little silly. They also discuss in that scene uh, Bobby's three girlfriends that he's kind of juggling. Um, in the original production, it is Kathy, Marta, and April. In the new production with a female Bobby, it is Andy, PJ, and Theo. Uh, they've all been changed to men. Um, and they discuss their feelings of Bobby uh, in this so well-titled song, You Could Drive a Person Crazy. Um, David and Bobby, again, the man talks to Bobby afterwards to discuss relationships. Um, at this point, the men kind of share their feelings for Bobby about, oh, you're so lucky you don't have commitments. They all sing a song about setting him up, but he then sings about how he kind of wants to merge the best features of all of his female friends into one person. So then we then have a scene where we get to meet the three girlfriends. Um, Marta has a song called Another Hundred People, which is a showstopper. It's one of the best moments of the show. Uh, we get to meet April, who is described as a slow-witted airline flight attendant. Um, I know Megan has a lot of love for April, so we'll get into her. Um, we also then meet Kathy, who they had previously dated and both admitted that they had secretly wanted the other to ask, and they never did. Um, Robert brings it up again, and she says she's leaving for Cape Cod with a new fiancé. Then we actually get to meet Marta at the end of the scene. She explains her love of New York um, and has a very interesting philosophy on how you can tell who a true New Yorker is by their ass. Last scene of act one, we meet Amy and Paul who are engaged or in the revival uh, with a female Bobby. It's Jamie and Paul. Um, it is a gay couple in the revival. Um, Amy is in a state of, Amy slash Jamie is in a state of panic about getting married. They are second guessing it the whole time beautiful patter, patter song. If you want the best rendition, in my opinion, look up Madeline Kahn's concert performance of it. It's amazing. Thank you all for the gifts and the flowers. Thank you all. Now it's back to the showers. And don't tell Paul that I'm not getting married today. And she basically sends Paul out saying she's not going through with the wedding. So Bobby steps in and says, well, why don't you marry me instead? And he kind of means it, but it jolts Jamie, Amy, back to their senses of saying, you need to marry somebody, not somebody. Um, and then in the revivals post 2006, I believe they added the song, Marry Me a Little to the end of act one. Act two, we reset the birthday scene. This time he's able to blow out half of his candles. Um, commentary is again had. There's a big song where the couples reveal their feelings about Bobby. Um, Second scene brings uh, April back into Bobby's apartment. There is a very weird seduction scene. Um, while they are getting it on, uh, the wives sing about their feelings of his various girlfriends. Uh, in the original production, it has been cut most times after. There is a dance section performed by Kathy um, called TikTok. 
about um, discussing the emotions of dynamics of making love and commitment and relationships. Um, April wakes up and wants to go to work. Bobby says you should stay, but then he gets tired and that kind of convinces April, no, I do want to stay. Depending on the direction, Bobby has mixed feelings about this. Um, I said there was no plot, but I'm still going. <laughs> um, we then revisit Peter and Susan. Robert brings Marta to meet them. Um, Peter discusses that he may secretly be homosexual. Bisexual, it's okay to be bi, Peter. Um, and uh, Bobby says, eh, I've experimented, but that's not for me, and laughs it off. Uh, we go to the next, uh, the last scene. We finally get to meet Joanne and Larry. And um, Joanne has her infamous Ladies Who Lunch song. Um, she basically proposes that Bobby have an affair with her, to which he responds, she says, I'll take care of you. And he says, but who will I take care of? Which is the kick he kind of needed to set his mind right. Joanne reveals or seems to reveal that was kind of her intention. Bobby sings Being Alive. And at the end of the song, we go back to the birthday party. This time, Bobby doesn't show up. The couples leave, hopeful that he's found direction in his life. He then appears and blows out all the candles on his cake. And that is the plot of Company. Ah, yes. <laughs> It's my favorite musical, personally. I love it. <laughs> um, and kind of, I guess, okay, so going into the music, I kind of want to talk about the differences in the female version of Bobby and the male version of Bobby, because it's Let's like, it's it. actually super huge. Um, so uh, there's this motif in the music of the revival version where you hear this clock ticking. And for Bobby, the female version, for her, that's, you know, getting married and becoming a mom, getting pregnant. And that's mm. you constantly hear a baby crying in the background of the, of the show. And they replace the dance scene with uh, a dream sequence where Bobby uh, wakes up and she sees all her couple friends dressed up as her, but just going through the daily motions and routine of being a mother and her being absolutely terrified of that instead, which I thought was so cool <laughs> and just kind of like the mundane and how everything is the same and not going to change which is just her in my opinion biggest fear and even with the male bobby's biggest fear um music wise sorry grateful they still keep that with a uh, female bobby but then they change um do i have a guy for you to all the females being like hey you're so lucky you're not with these men disgusting here's tinder let's swipe through all these guys oh yep yeah, so they utilize technology in modern day, which I think is really smart. Mm -hmm. um, and then they go back to uh, Poor Baby. Instead of the wives singing it to Bobby, it's all the husbands. Well, it's really funny. While well, Bobby is having, like, uh, sex with Andy, and she's getting completely distracted by all these husbands coming and being like, this guy's dumb. Why are you with him? And she can't even, like finish it because she's like I don't want to even be here anymore which is super funny um so yeah the motif instead of that is her being afraid to be a mom and just being stuck in a routine and they explain that very well in the revival and instead of Joanne's character at the end uh being like hey come with me and cheat with me she's like hey here's the thing I'm gonna be away you can sleep with my husband if you want and it's like Patty Lapone, what no, and that kind of gives like uh, Bobby a kick in the pants of like, what do I want? I don't even know what I want. And that kind of like resurges them into being alive. 
uh, which I think is really cool and different. Does, does it still have that kind of open-ended ending where you're not exactly sure how it resolves? Oh, absolutely. Which okay, I think good. is the strongest point of it, especially with the music. I know you hate Marry Me a little. I know you do, but it's personally my favorite song because it shows everything wrong with Bobby and how they're viewing relationships and marriage where it's like, yes, it should be a compromise, but it's not going to be perfect. It can't be perfect. And mm-hmm. see, that's, that's a more healthy way to look at it than the, I, I watched the Ra- Raul Esparza one and I took a bunch of very angry notes <laughs> <laughs> live yeah. as I was doing it. But like, um, and it's, it's not marry me a little that I hate. It's the oh. act two opener. Oh, actually, I was We're, about to talk about that song. To, uh, let's uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, it, yeah, side it, by side. So side by side. Thank mm-hmm. you. It, side by side by side. Me. Yes. No, because it's so cool how it shows how uh, Bobby thinks that they're in control of the situation. They're in control of all these relationships, and that slowly the song takes over. The couples take over the song, and throughout it, you can see how tired and taxing it is for Bobby to be friends with these people, to see that these different relationships are happening all around them. Year after year, older and older. It's amazing. We've gotten older each year, and he seems to stay exactly the same. And they aren't experiencing that. And the biggest point for me where that hones it in is when they're all doing that cute, like, hand-boning thing with their spouses. And then it cuts to Bobby, and there's the music is completely quiet. And he slash she has no one and it's like yeah they're alone they're completely alone (laughs) yeah i actually got to direct this show in college and i had um a gymnast as my bobby so i had and the couples shared various dance beats and answer each other bobby did this beautiful back handspring and no one could even touch that so like year after year (laughs) older and older yeah Because the music is so, it's so complicated and messy, like all of the relationships, but then all of Bobby's songs are so simple because that's what they think it is. But it's not simple. It's complicated. It's messy. Yeah, throughout the entire thing, you see Bobby's interjections, which are very, like, glib and, you know, kind of one-off and, like, questions and, like, ah, you know. But then these really complicated, overlapping harmonies and and just the the weaving of of lines in and out of each other it like sets it's this chaos that is like structurally this musical slaps (laughs) like it like structurally it is just all the chef's kisses it's gorgeous like Sondheim knows what the fuck he's doing oh absolutely but (sighs) this is not and we'll get more into this when we when we talk about the meat, but uh, the like, it, it, it's just the, the relationships that are portrayed. Um, I want to talk about um, another hundred people. Yes, that song. Oh yeah, is it's a love letter to the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. I mean. Mm-hmm. It may, I was like, maybe I secretly love New York, even though last time I thought about it, I hated it. Like, you know, it was... It's a city of strangers, some come to work, some to play. A city of strangers, some come to stare, some to stay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I only, have, I only have the version that I watch to go off of, but 
the Mar Marta was sitting on top of a piano and this was the version where all of the actors were also the band which this was, was the Doyle also yeah amazing mm -hmm. um but she was sitting on top of the piano and just like leaning out and just like grinning from ear to ear like the the thing i love about marta so much is that she's so in love with this city and that all of this weird ass shit that she says like the anus bit <laughs> like it's all like the way she sings about new york it's like oh no she's not just one of those people that's in love with new york for no yeah. reason like she actually, actually loves it loves this city yeah and that's so evident in that song um there's so much about this music that I love. Um, yeah. Right at the top of the show, there is this bit, and in the opening song, a song, Company, you hear Bobby, 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 baby, Bobby, Bobby. That happens at the opening and closing of every act. Mm -hmm. And if you pay attention to the music, the opening is soft like that. It gets harsher every time. Mm -hmm. So right before being Ooh. alive, it's Bobby, Bobby. Bobby, yeah. baby, it's pounding. Oh, it's staccato. It's, it's yeah. staccato. And it mm -hmm. progresses throughout throughout the show. And Sondheim has done this throughout the entire score, which I just happen to have in my hand right here. <laughs> oh, um, my God, Tyler. I'm so surprised. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, another very interesting thing about this is it went through so many iterations. Um, there were four endings. There were four ending songs. Um, the first one, um, the first... Uh, iteration did not have um, Amy's song, Not Getting Married Today. It has a song called The Wedding Is Off. Um, so because of that, the wedding stayed off, and at the end, Bobby married Amy. And nope, the song was it. Multitudes of Amy. It did not go well at all. Um, Good, the second act terrible. didn't work at all with that being the process. Mm -hmm. So secondly, um, they came up with uh, Not Getting Married Today, and they wrote a song so called so Marry good. Me a Little. And it just it didn't song. play with the audience as it didn't match the tone of the show for that ending. It mm -hmm. was too, as Sondheim puts it in um, his uh, ed uh, author's edition of the notes for the score, um, it was too self-aware for Bobby at the end of the show. So yeah. when it came back in revivals, I think it might have been 95, but I'm pretty sure it was as far as this version. Um, they put it in officially as the show's uh, act one closer. Mm -hmm. I think Third, it works really well. The one there. they went into Agreed. previews with, um, or actually out of previews into opening with, was called Happily Ever After. And it was a very upbeat song, but the lyrics were Happily Ever After in Hell. And the audience just, you watched this musical comedy this whole time, and then to have Bobby end so bitter. Just, it, it didn't fit with what the show was. So then they, and Sondheim wrote Being Alive. And when he walked in and Dean Jones sang it the first time, everyone was like, that's it, that's the show. And that's what kind of made the show and made it a hit. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Dean Jones, while being on the original cast, was not the one nominated for a Tony. It was Larry Kent, because Dean Jones hated the show. There <laughs> is a, a joke in the Sondheim world not a joke, it's a story, um, that there was a party um, that both Sondheim and Dean Jones were at, and Dean Jones made the comment, well, who do you have to fuck to get out of company? To which Sondheim finished his drink and said, same people you fucked to get into it, and left. There you go. Wolf. There you go. <laughs> but no, yeah, 
the, the music is just so intricate and even like with the lyrics too and how everything is so opposite and confusing and it's just oh the lyrics are so smart <laughs> i just i i can't get over it because and you it, oh sorry go ahead oh no because it clearly conveys how everyone feels in the relationship but it can question enough if that makes sense and I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm a slut for open ended questions. I am <laughs> open ended endings. I just I love it oh, so much. Oh hell yeah! Where it just leaves to the audience's imagination, and it's up to your interpretation. And the lyrics really give credit to that, and I appreciate that a lot. And the thing I was gonna say is like this extra little num num nugget for me. Um, never let me say that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> num num nugget. <laughs> num num nugget. Oh god. Um, that was, I don't know. I, no, I it was good. It was, it was beautiful. With my hands. Anyway, yeah. what I was trying to say is that you can hear, it's almost like you can hear the future in this. Like you can hear Sondheim's newer stuff coming out. Like you can hear a little bit of Into the Woods mm-hmm. in yeah. some of it. Like I kept hearing, I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, that's kind of the beauty of Sondheim is that welcome. he's always kind of like, you know, mm-hmm playing off of himself he's like well i want to slow i'll use what i'm good at but it works yeah it's like, so it's self-aware like danny elfman's always just like you know i can't imitate a danny elfman that was really song, good can but- you do that one more time but in a higher key <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> um chantelle you also made a really good point it. calling bobby's music simple yeah. and the rest of it complex if you break down that opening song of company which is the entire cast just layered just when everyone it's else just, is singing it's a it, parfait it bounces back between six four and four four and at times mm-hmm. it should just be written in ten four yeah but when bobby sings um door chime uh door Mm, bell rings door chimes in comes company it's in four four anytime yeah. bobby is singing that it's four four it does switch a little bit later but he's mm-hmm. mostly in common time um look at some maybe of his because other his life is not as complicated as he thinks it is he's just making it complicated and that's why the music is so difficult and so brash towards the second act because he's finally getting those thoughts he's and that's why it's apart. so loud because he's realizing oh god i'm the problem <laughs> And, and I love how clear it is about it. And it just makes me, mm, I just love it. It's just so good. Listen, anything about complicated relationships, I want it. <laughs> um, yeah, and kind of diving into the meat of it, I watched a really cool kind of video mm-hmm. essay about company, about Sondheim writing this in the time period. And um, when it when it kind of came out, that was when people seemed Broadway. It was like the upper, upper, upper echelon, not a lot of middle class, lower class. I mean, it's still the same problem, but the uh, why Sondheim wrote it was because he wanted to face a mirror up to New York City and those people and be like, hi, this is you. You act like this and it's ridiculous. Stop it. And I just, <laughs> I love how petty that is. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And that's why I, I, it's just like, yes, you guys act like this. It's so ridiculous. Your relationships are toxic and terrible. Look at yourselves, question it, and maybe you'll become a better person of it. Literally Stephen fucking Sondheim saying, look at your life, look at your choices. That's what company is. musical about it. That's what it is. And it's just, it's so smart and it's so delicious. And I love that. (laughs) So I I do have to say right off the bat. So before we got into the chat today, if if we're getting into the meat of it, um, Mm -hmm. I came in ready to be like, this sucks. I hate it. It's bullshit. (laughs) Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Um, But like dissecting it like this, like connecting everything, like it's a good 
fucking musical. Yes. It's a good musical. The thing that pisses me off about okay. it is the relationships. Oh my god. All good. of the people they're supposed, they're supposed to. to. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I understand that. And I feel like I would have connected better to the female Bobby. Um I I oh boy, I I love Rollo Sparza. Mm, my god, his eyebrows just oh, like he point. does a thing and then you're like, "Oh my god." And he's so fucking charming. Mm-hmm. Like the, the first thing I ever saw him do was a bootleg on YouTube of Tick, Tick, Boom, where, and it's like, I watched that as I was e- exiting my 20s, and I was just like, you understand me. So I was like, you know, I, like, as a performer, blah, 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 I fucking love him. He's, and he was also really good in Hannibal. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the the thing about the that Bobby that mm-hmm. really bothered me was that he didn't seem to get it. Like in all of these versions that you two were talking about, like the Bobby, like the oh my god, the 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 woman Bobby is just like that's that's a whole different conversation. Oh, that's a whole I different the clock all the time. It's very loud. But I'm like, do I want kids? Like relatable. I love it. But this this version, like I didn't feel bad for him at all at the end it seemed like i was very i was very concerned i was like did he kill himself did like is he about to kill himself is he just gonna ditch his horrible fucking friends like i know that the end the ending is open-ended for that reason and of course those are the questions you want to be asking yourself but like i like like apart from drooling over listening to his version of being alive and quietly weeping into my tea like I did not I'm like I don't feel bad for you you put yourself in this position like you're just as bad as your shitty friends yeah I mean how I see it it's a cautionary tale I mean in order to I know there's a lot of the relationships and couples are problematic but in order for progress to be inched or even perceived you have to poke the beast a little but in a way that it's not offensive but offensive enough where you're like oh that is wrong and you know it's wrong but it calls out the people who don't think it's wrong and that's where it dances that fine line of like yeah these people suck oh wait i know some couples like that oh my Mm -hmm. god Mm -hmm. and it's like and it makes you connect those dots i mean i don't want to be that white fuck boy that's like i relate to bobby because like i don't but i also do a little bit because (laughs) there's like that you know there's you're around all these couples and you're kyle single friend that's like hey us couples are gonna talk to you about everything we do together and it's like that's great but i'm not in that situation right now it's i mean and i guess it's really pivotal and weird for me because i'm in this weird zone of 20s where people are still in school but people are getting married right now and i'm like what what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> and I listen to company. I'm like, oh, I don't need to have a clue. And that's a warning. If I do fall into that step, don't do that because that's bad. Okay. Well, when you put it that way, I hate it a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I like to examine with the show every time I go back and look at it mm-hmm. is that these people are all claiming to be his 10 best friends. Yeah. They are his closest. He is the best man at, um, Paul and Jamie Exactly. So here's a question for you. Uh, what are the names? Jenny is very worried during the marijuana suite scene that they're going to wake up the kids. What are the names of Jenny and David's kids? 
They did not say their names. You don't know. Uh, Larry makes a lot of money. That's how he and Joanne can have all the life they have. What does Larry do for a living? Not a clue. (laughs) There are no details about these individuals anywhere. So when you're looking at it from Bobby's perspective, how, how close is he with them? He doesn't have any friends. He has acquaintances. He doesn't have doesn't friends. friends. There it is. He, they're oh, not his company. Fuck. There he it is. is their company. Oh, he keeps there it them is. company. There it is. He's Thank you, Kyle. He's their project that they bring over because their lives suck so much that they need something else to focus their energy yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. They're focusing it all on him. And then when he like starts crazy. to make progress, which is why the wives come over and are just like, I don't think she's good enough for you. Even though April is the best part of the goddamn show, fight me. <laughs> um, listen, they, like, I kept writing down, April, stop calling yourself stupid. April, stop calling yourself simple. April, be nice to yourself. Call her stupid one more time and I'll throw my computer out the window. Like, she is, that, her butterfly speech was, it's like, it's my audition speech for the rest of my life. It's, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful mm-hmm. and heartbreaking and profound. And I don't think a stupid person could make, a, like, the, the metaphors that she's making within that. Yeah, and that's the point Which, of April. His best friends are his exes. Like, they're the ones that actually have conversations with him. And that's why they're the best part of the show. Not only that, but they have this amazing music. In the, virgin, in the version I watched, they had a saxophone trio. Oh. <laughs> so good, so good. And it was just like they did little toots on it and like farted <laughs> at him with it and it was like oh my god this is what musical theater should be <laughs> yeah it was yeah. great it's so good I'm like i'm sweating <laughs> so well, i while i will talk up the joys of company until the cows come home and i could easily <sighs> spend this entire podcast in several episodes oh me telling I you my like doctorate do on this <laughs> um, so there's also some problems and it's kind of been it's been tried to be fixed as it goes through, but it is definitely yeah. a problem of its time. So examining mm-hmm. each couple, you've got Sarah and Harry. Christ. Both of them very problematic. He's an alcoholic oh, and not absolutely. really getting help. She's addicted to food and not also getting help. And they, and they, they just... out of each other. They do be out of each other. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's supposed to be that kind of... Bobby sees in all these couples what he doesn't like. So he's seeing like the so the, the picking and the nitpicking and the poking yeah. at each other's weak spots in that yes. relationship. Yeah. And why is it problematic? That's not healthy, guys. <laughs> Ooh, actually, can okay. I do? Can I say one thing about the revival that I adore that involves the couples as well? Please. In the female perspective? Okay, so in the female one, everything in the set is gray and blue while Bobby is in red. And I adore that. That Literally, they're the odd man out. Everyone else is in the same color palette. Everyone else is in the same thing, same lighting, but Bobby is not. And I think that is so interesting. Even with uh, when they were visiting the couples, the Bobby's apartment is still blue. But once you go, when she goes to their different like apartments and places, it's gray completely. And it shows how Bobby feels about the couples and how all these different ways that they act, they hate that. That's why they're so afraid to be in a relationship because they think that they're going to become that. And that makes them more detrimental to themselves too. And I just think it's really cool that they incorporated that with the set I, as well. I love that. 
And I also mm-hmm. love that in that version, it seems like she's getting all of this pressure to become a mom, but she's like, I don't know what I want. And that's mm-hmm. fine. And like, and it's cool though, because <laughs> they do keep the, the, the males, the females, like they act completely the same way. And I adore that. Even with uh, April slash uh, Andy, they are still that lovable, just, you, you know that they're deeper than they actually are. But this difference with the April and the female one, uh, oh gosh, it was in the video essay that I saw how it was in the time period where, oh, if you act quote unquote dumber, you will get a man and how problematic that is. And they were trying to show that in that version. And Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite versions of Barcelona, the song with April and Bobby is the 95 Donmar production because as they're going through it, he gets tired and kind of caves in and that gives her to go, well then, okay, I guess I'll stay. And then his ending is, oh God. The choice they made in that was not, ooh, sexy time was, no, no, please oh, leave. God, no. Oh God, no. Yeah. no. Yeah, and they did the same thing with the female version too, where she's like, I want you out of here. I don't want to deal with this. Please <laughs> just freaking leave. This was a Tinder hookup. I don't. <laughs> go away. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. So Bobby is still a dick in both versions. <laughs> Yay. Cool. Yay! At least we have some consistency. Um, can we talk about? I mean, we did just talk about. Um, uh, Harry blah, 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 and Sarah. Blah, blah. Yeah, Harry and yeah. Sarah. Thank yeah. you. Let's talk um, about Peter and Susan, but yeah. mostly about Peter. Uh, okay. So I know this I is also a product of the time, and bisexuality didn't exist yet, apparently. But why can't Peter be bi? Like why everything can't they he's be saying, poly? like. He, why can't they be poly? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, why, why does it have to be, it's so fucking straight and so fucking monogamous? And why, like, maybe that's the thing that, like, it's like sometimes, like, you don't want this, but, like, it, like, bisexuality is real. <laughs> no, that's completely yeah. fair. I mean, they removed, uh, they because re- they switched the couples in the uh, in the revival version, so they took that out. Instead of the wife being like, hey, Bobby, I'm gay, it's, hey, Bobby, I'm pregnant. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> like cool. The, Did you know yeah. that lesbians are real? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I wish it was, I honestly, I do want, like, a gay production of company. I would love oh. that. I am so here for it. Where we talk about how um, there's a pressure of U-Haul lesbianism, and I want to get into that. JK, I won't. (laughs) I mean, I would love to discuss. I would love to see. I said it. No, it's real. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that would be a really cool version to to do. The reason why I love so company, and, and I know it's hard to find a thing that I hate about it, but it's just so you can change it in so many different ways and it's still the same story of how you need to know yourself first before you get into a fucking relationship yeah, yeah. here's some things that i'm really not okay with um yeah. go, with, go for it. a lot of fat shaming a lot of fat shaming um a yeah. lot of pro-anorexia behavior some some light homophobia mm-hmm. um light but a little more than mm-hmm. light <laughs> that yeah that was me being nice but like let i really want to talk about the whole yeah, the 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 fat shaming really got to me. Like mm-hmm. the I like I understand like the diet culture joke, 
And I like, I get that it's a, like, I get that that's like, that's mm-hmm. the punchline of like, this is why this couple sucks, but it's like, hi, can there be a song about just like, go to therapy, go to therapy, go to fucking therapy. Please that's the subtext therapy, of the show. Therapy. Like, <laughs> like is Amy, everyone needs therapy. Uh, like literally Amy, I like during, I'm not getting married. I was like, Please hurry up and go get a therapist. Please hurry up. Play, just oh, go she has one. Didn't you hear Yeah, she, she has a shrink. Therapist today. She does. Or get a better fucking therapist because clearly That's, hers is not yeah. working. Yeah. If you're that fucked up mentally and you are seeing a psychiatrist, not even a, a like talk therapist, like a psychiatrist, it's time for a new one. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I know... I don't know. Mental health seems to be like a punchline of a lot of the jokes, and I don't hmm. love that. In this, like no, that, that's, that's that was a, a really argument. big sticking yeah, that's point fair. for me. Mm-hmm. Especially pertaining to Amy Jamie. Yeah. Uh, because they yeah. are the neurotic. It's like, oh, look at how many neuroses she has. <laughs> Chantel. It's so funny. Yeah. It's not. In, she in has revi- so many. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry, Megan. She's yeah, she's got severe anxiety. She's got um obsessive compulsive disorder. She's got uh paranoid delusions. She's got so many things that I can diagnose just because of my own therapy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's uh, it's yeah. not fucking funny. It's yeah. not a joke. And I feel like the only way that that scene should be played is like like the the actress who did it what um in the in the in the aspars version was like like she was great and she sang the shit out of it and everything but it she was playing it so hard like she was playing the caricature of mental health mm-hmm. and i feel like if that needs to be done it needs to be played honestly yep mm-hmm. like everything that she's saying is legitimate and it's like oh no those are things i feel like look at all these horrible things that could possibly happen Mm -hmm. um that's an anxiety disorder but like Mm -hmm. you don't have to play it up like that you know there are ways to do it like the song does that work for you Mm -hmm. like you can (sighs) please excuse me while i step off of my soapbox (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like that's yeah if i'm if i'm if I'm going to be the hater of the group, like that's, that's where the, the hate stems from is that yeah. mental health is a punchline and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Chantel in the revival yes. with female Bobby, did yes. they remove Amy Jamie's, um, I just lost the word. You're good. Anti-Semitism. Uh, Ooh, that too. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, you're changing it, shit. You have I the opportunity. The line to she things. says is, "I've got my own little Jew" or something like that. Mm-hmm, like she's Catholic. Yeah. No, they did, but what they did change, I did not see a bootleg who said that I did. Um, (laughs) What they did change in the revival version, not saying I watched it illegally. Uh, The only part, I don't do that. Uh, The only part, um, like he did play it like he was actually terrified and scared. The only comedic part was the, um, was the soprano operatic voice that would sometimes pop out of like literal different furniture. Like she comes out of the fridge and he's yes. like, fuck that, get back in the fridge. Absolutely not. And then everybody else, uh, all the other couples are dressed okay. in like uh, different like um, 
like robe outfits, like chorus outfits, and they literally pop out of different places. Patty LuPone fucking popped out of like a fucking toaster. Like one popped out of a sink. I was like, where are they all coming from? Okay, I have that's no funny. clue. And I was like, so that's where they played the funny uh, funniness up there was the actual like, hey, we're anxiety. We don't make sense. We're here. We're queer. You better deal See, with it. That's and they, funny. And the gay guy's that's like, funny. please get get away from here. And he like literally shoves them all like back in their places. And it's and I was like, that's really funny. But like. I'm 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 the I'm the happily wed of the group and if my delightful spouse had said any of that shit to me mm-hmm. on our wedding day I would have been like cool we're not getting married then <laughs> I don't love you enough I will say my problematic like, couple that I hate the most out of all of them is the fuck I forgot the name it's the one with the weed David and Jenny the way he treats her makes me upset (laughs) like that needs to die out of a window (laughs) yeah where it's just like oh she's just going along with what i want i was like yeah asshole and it's actually interesting it's interesting because in the revival version they switch it to where the wife is talking about the husband in that manner and she's like yeah he's he's fucking stupid i hate him but i'm here and it's like, oh shit, okay. That's still not good. It's not yeah. better. No, it's not better. I'm just saying that, like, it was just weird how they changed it. Yeah, it they're the they're the worst couple in my opinion. I don't like them. But yeah, and, and, I, and it, so shows, and it shows it shows like, a mirror to like. Right. like yeah, it goes it goes to show that like, hey, if you act like that, you're a fucking asshole. Look at yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I appreciate some like. No, I don't appreciate anything. Um, <laughs> um, I was gonna like try, and then I could. No, like the amount of times that the women in this show get called stupid, it's a lot. There's a yeah, lot of the, times. yeah. It's the call out the the locker room talk that was ha- was happening from like way. Well, it's, it's still happening, but just mm-hmm. Bobby is in love with all of them. <laughs> yeah, that whole fucking song. The have I got a girl for you or something mm-hmm. like that whole song i was just like typing ew stop it please yeah. stop this is enough good. good that's how you're supposed um, to feel that's how bobby feels too yeah actually in the revival yeah the men are called stupid as well with some i was flailing lines. a lot i wasn't looking at raul as far as his face i was just like <laughs> stop it yeah stop this yeah for I for, hate it. <laughs> for I the i have a I have a guy for you. Yeah, all the men, uh, well, because it was the women singing it. They're like, yeah, we fucking hate our husbands and we're going to live vicariously through you too. And so, That's yeah. That's super healthy. Good yeah, job. Healthy. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to show you that it's not healthy. such a good yeah. idea. <laughs> then we've got, the, the one couple we haven't touched is Larry and Joanne. Um, Mother, I don't even know where to, I don't know what to say about them. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. Um, it is. I am going to make a very um, hot take here. Okay. Give me. Elaine Stritch is legendary. Fuck yeah. Barbara, La, Patty Lapone is legendary. Mm. Barbara Walsh was the best Joanne. I said it and I don't take it back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. If you just watch her Ladies <laughs> Who Lunch, it is dripping with such self-hatred. Here's to the girls who play wife. Aren't they too much? Keeping house but clutching a copy of life just to keep in touch. The ones who follow the rules. 
It just breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. It just, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, Elaine Stritch, again, a legend and played the, the whole song out for exactly what it was written as. Mm-hmm. Patti LuPone finds the anger so well and nails it. Yeah. But just the nuanced performance of Barbara Walsh, mm-hmm. just going through the whole song, getting there and then going, Here's to the girls who just watch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. When you can like see, oh, now I'm talking about me and how much I hate myself. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. I, I love that. And actually with the ladies who lunch, I guess I'm the revival perspective of it. <laughs> it's because <laughs> you're whole, the youth. I'm the, I'm the baby. I'm with the new wave. Um, I like, so in the ladies who lunch with Patty Lapone in that one, instead of like calling herself out as well, she points to Bobby and is like, here's here's to the girls who just watch. Aren't they the best? And Bobby's like, oh, oh no, fuck, <laughs> um, what? And yeah, she like gestures to Bobby, being like, you, this is you, this is me, and this is you. We're practically the same person. Jesus. And you're gonna fall in this pit trap that I'm laying for you. And I'm, I'm the like, ghost of Christmas. Future. Yes, Patty. <laughs> and that's what I love <laughs> so oh, much so about that. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very interesting scene um, because Joanne just spews that self-hatred everywhere and Larry just stays and he just is this steadfast person who's like, I know your tricks. It's it's a little scary because it sometimes reminds me of my own relationship with my partner because I joke that he's a robot, beep, boop, beep, boop, but (laughs) he is very steady and steadfast and i am not i am neurodivergent could, i go a little crazy and when could that i just add, be patience i mean probably <laughs> i can't um, say i'm single as fuck so <laughs> but just kind of like looking at them and he just stands there and goes yeah you're being crazy right now i'm still here you're not scaring me off so stop it like mm-hmm. that what you're doing right now is trying to sabotage and it's not working yeah um, yeah I mean, my but- spouse and I are both neurodivergent, but our neurodivergents divert in different directions. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah that's that's like a here's to the partners who stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Aren't kinda. they the best? Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 The version of that song, though, that that I saw scared me like I was scared for Joanne it scared the shit out of me because I was like like it started off like just like ha ha I was making fun of she's got such a shitty attitude and it's hilarious oh no Joanne oh no oh god are you okay oh no she's not okay oh god Mm-hmm. fuck and then so and, not okay and then afterwards when she is like come home with me it's like don't do it mm-hmm. don't run Mm-hmm. This is not a, like she's not okay. She's fucking hilarious, and now it got real. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like doesn't that open up just a completely new door? Like it's the person that has all of that sass and like oh she's so funny because she hates everything, but yep. she's dying inside and nobody knows. Yeah, 
I and on that note hurt. of like you saying that, I love how in the ri- revival they turn on like a mirror and like, "Hi, Bobby, this is you. You're dying inside. You hate everything. What are you doing with your life?" And it's just like, okay. And and not like I saw the bootleg. Christi- uh, Christina Lennick played it very well of being like, "Oh my God, my life has no meaning. What do I do?" And it was just, mm, it was just delicious. And what it's, that's one of my favorite examples in all of musical theater of pacing. Because Bobby has this monologue that's kind of drunk and slow, and they draw it out. And then it's, what are you staring at, Joanne? Is it my charisma? Yes. <laughs> Stop staring at my charisma. And she just says, when are we going to make it? And she, they, she offers the affair. Yeah. And he, he she, they say... Who am I going to take care of? Exactly. And mm. it ramps. The dialogue then goes, did you just hear something? No, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Oh, I just did. And it, it flies. Mm-hmm. And Larry comes back on of, what I just happened? Just, <laughs> I think that's literally <laughs> his it, line. And that's right after that scene. That's when you hear the body, 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 baby, body, baby. And they just yeah. yell, stop. And- and, and it's just so cathartic because you wanted Bobby to yell stop the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Real oh. tea. Should people do this show? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, but. Mm, always a but. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. There's some stuff. Um, back to my earlier point. Don't make mental health a punchline. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's clear mm-hmm. that um the 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 eating disorder stuff is bad that's not cute it's not fun um also maybe just like take out the anti-semitism yeah um (laughs) this show is again it's my favorite i care for it deeply because of that if you do a bad production of it i'm going to come for you and tear it apart right there Um, with you at this point I will it, fight you. It I'm needs to be four. handled by a muscles. strong director. Yes. You need a director that's going to take this script, realize there are problems with it due to its age and due to the time period it's from, work with that script appropriately, um, and give it some direction. This is a this is a director's dream show, in my opinion, because it is a blank canvas, not to quote another Sondheim show. Yes, I did. Who am I kidding? Um, oh, Kyle. <laughs> Love you, Kyle. But, so I'll throw myself out there. Um, my It was one of the first things I've directed. Lots wrong with it, but I was really proud of my idea. Bobby was in all black the whole time. Each couple was in a different color. And mm. every time he left their first scene with them, he added a different article of clothing of their color. Oh. So by the end, That's cool. he is a visual mess singing Being Alive. Bobby and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. Uh. <laughs> um, so at the end of the show, it's so open-ended, you can do whatever you want. In the 1995 production of the Donmar, uh, Bobby actually committed suicide at the end. Which yeah, was, I got a suicidey vibe from the version I watched too. It wasn't clear, but it felt that way. I don't. Yeah. I, mm, that didn't feel right to me. Revival, so uh, I don't know how it ended. I think you're singing I about being him, alive. Like, I had him alive. come back on in all I'm white, with a suitcase, oh, cool. stop center stage, 
unpack all of the clothing that he had put on, close the suitcase, leave his baggage of his friends there, and he left the stage, signifying he left New York. Okay. 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 So I think think this is a show because it's a concept show. As a director, you have to have a strong concept Mm, in order mm. to make it successful. If you don't... It plays into all the bad stereotypes. It plays into it plays into every pit trap that we've pointed out, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it's just a bad production. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, this is my this is my favorite show because uh, it calls me out of my bullshit. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> as the single person in the room who doesn't want to settle down, it calls me out, and I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you have a like Kyle said, make strong directing decisions make your actors make strong decisions because where it gets a little messy and convoluted is where your actors don't convey the point to where you want to see it in your vision it could come off very off color um do it add people of color and if you don't i'll fucking suplex you to next wednesday that's it xanadu xanadu yeah bitch states and everything add some people of color why they all gotta be white okay why they all gotta be white all right, I'm done. Anyways, oh, except, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, like, like Marta. That I believe the I believe the woman who played it in the version I saw was not white, but she no, was she the was only not. one. Yeah, she... no, I. That's why I adore the revival is because there's so many people of color, different sizes, shapes. It's beautiful, and I love that. In the script, she self-identifies as Puerto Rican, um, and it's it's super important, but. You can bring that in to match. Um, when I directed it, I had this, you can find her on the internet. Her name is Christine Sia, one of the most talented vocalists I've ever met in my life. She is mm. Filipino. So we I have Filipino. Yep. So Get that's it. how sorry, we identified sorry. it in the show. <laughs> See how easy it is to edit scripts to make it not problematic? My favorite uh, portrayal Cough of Marta is the, uh, is the Princess Tiana version. She did an amazing job. Anna Nika Rose was a great Marta. I love her. Mm. She's Ooh. my only favorite part in the Neil Patrick Harris version. Um, so I think, we, I think we're all kind of in agreement that we can do this. We just have to do it right. Um, I just want to add one little caveat. I don't, I don't think that the suicide at the end is a good idea. 1995 thought it was edgy as fuck. Like, nobody wants it. Put your flannel away. <laughs> I'll put my flannel away. I'm sorry, you guys. My lesbian flannel is out. Specifically <laughs> <laughs> to 1995. And like oh, the frontera of like romanticizing Kurt Cobain's suicide. Like, suicide is not funny. It's not cute. It's not romantic. It is a fucking epidemic. It's not mm. 13 it's reasons not, why we're coming after you next. Oh, no, we aren't because I refuse were, to watch if it. They get a musical episode. I'm jumping the fuck on that because it's, how dare they, teenagers especially. Also, real quick PSA suicide is not cowardly. Um, nope. Nope. If I hear one more person say that, I'm going to set everything on fire and you'll know it was me. Um, so, facts. stop it. And yeah, I think that's a terrible way to end the show because literally, like, like the message is, oh, you're alone and nobody loves you, so I guess you should just kill yourself. Like, fuck that, off! Yeah, <laughs> fuck all the way off. Like, fuck no, off. no, 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 yeah. no, no. 
I'm like, I'm, I would like, I would like my mental health Girl Scout badge, please. Oh, here you go. And <laughs> so much in this episode. I, I oh, think that's yeah. kind of something we've touched on in other episodes, though. It's a product of the time. Look at yeah, Greece. Greece did an edgy reversal of, oh, this is the woman making herself better for the man instead yeah. of the man making herself better for the woman. At the time, it was edgy and daring and new and exciting. I, you called it out with Kurt Cobain committing suicide in the 90s. Like that's, it was something that wasn't being talked about. And especially this is the Don Mars in London. This is a London production. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it was something that wasn't being talked about. So the director was like, we're going to talk about this and this is how we're doing it. So with the, again, it's a product of the time where like now we look back and go, Ooh, why would you do that? Yeah, but as the product, time, like, yeah, but as the product of the time, we change and we grow as people and we learn more and retain more. And why can't theater and shows be that as well? Yeah, I think uh, I think this has to. I think for this to be successful, there has to be some change within Bobby. Whether it's like resolving to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to find this person or, okay, I'm going to get the fuck away from these people, which I personally think is the better option. Um, you know, there has to be some resolve. I go and, for the one that hasn't been done before where it's, they find the love themselves and that it's okay to be single. And that's just my team. Anyways, I'll go away. Bye guys. I'm joking. No, no. No, that's, that's a valid option that like people are like but i have to find the one and that's such a stupid fucking concept relationships and don't make you you make yourself and that. yes and for me it's this show is written as a musical comedy so much of this show is funny and lighthearted. that to end it on such a strong downside it just destroys all of the work you just put into making the story about relationships it completely it completely diminishes the stories of these couples you've just told as a cautionary yeah. tale yeah so to do that don't is be just, these people don't, don't be, be these them. people don't be these people live to be Run. better <laughs> well and that's why we start podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little embryo. So, what do I know? <laughs> um, so we're all in agreement that this could be done if you fucking do it right. Um, or we will find you. I'll just add, we will make you produce it. We're going to know. Absolutely. And when we eventually do our production of it, it's going to be gay as fuck. <laughs> I just had full fuck. body shivers. Oh my God. Um, so robot producer Holly what are we doing next time? I'm terrified. I'm also terrified. 525,600 minutes. 525,000 moments, oh dear. Okay. Oh, that oh is God. a All right. choice. All right. So, well, uh, speaking of products of its time. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of the fucking 90s, we are... <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> covering rent next oh, time. Oh, no, I'm gonna... Happy 2021! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. oh, thank you, thank Robot you, Holly, for that. Thank you for the constant challenges. Um, <laughs> wow. Rent. Okay. Well, this has been our, uh, our dissection of company. Again, rate, review, subscribe, please. Um... Thanks for listening. I need a snack. My name is Megan, and I'm a hater. 
My name is Kyle, and I'm an historian. My name is Chantal. Dab on them and project. Yeah! Oh, God. <laughs> I Where did are the cookies? <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> go back to TikTok, you guys. Bye. Good night. <laughs>